Sarah. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Encanto and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney animated studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Taryn Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, fairy tale friends. We're back. It's a mini tale. We're doing the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. The television sh- cartoon show. The television show. cartoon show that aired from 1988 to 1991. And I would say we wanted the warm and fuzzies for the new movie and we didn't quite get You're it. You're jumping right in. Um, I am. We did get it here. Tara at the end of... So we have been doing, you know, kind of our Disney afternoon mini tales. You can uh, cut that out if you want. That's fine. These are, This is the third... <laughs> well, I'm not going to cut out because I want to say this. This is the third one we've done. So we'll be doing... Uh, our rule is we do the first storyline or the first two episodes if it's kind of just a little bit more random. If it's a cartoon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, I, they're all going to be cartoons, but I mean- Oh, like, for Disney. Like, yes, 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 yes. Da- uh, Disney Afternoon. It's not called David and Goliath. Gar- Gargoyles is going to be like, the first storyline is like five episodes long. Got it. So that's going to be like watching a little movie. There are some of them that do that where they kind of package the first storyline as a movie. Mm-hmm. And then they like air it like that and then they have the rest of it be, or they, they do that, they air that as the pilot and they cut it up into episodes. Mm-hmm. So we'll see some of that. But for uh, New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, we just did the first two episodes, which were kind of fun because the second episode is kind of two little short So it's stories. like three storylines yeah. for the first two episodes. Yeah. And like Tara said, um, at the end of every storyline, she would give me, like, if you know Tara, you know this look, but she was like, oh, like put her hand to her, her chest. It was like. Because like, like the warm and fuzzies, like it just like it always ends well. And it's always they always learn something about each other mm-hmm. or about like what it means to be a friend. Well, so let's talk about that, because that was the big problem we had for you guys. It's only been a week since uh, 2011's Winnie the Pooh. For us, it's been a little. It's a been a few weeks. more weeks. Yeah. Um, but this one really just felt like a continuation of the movie. And I of talk, the original of the movie. original movie. Now, mm-hmm. I, you the 1970s a, movie. Because you asked me between this and Winnie the Pooh, the movie, there was 20 years, but there'd also be, been some other movies in between. And this one, I think Winnie the Pooh was like the, the when they when they packaged up all the shorts they did and they added the last one with Tigger. It was 1977, so that was you know about 12 years since then. But you're right. This really did a much better job of capturing each character's persona. The sp- yeah, the spirit and the spirit of each character, the temperament of each character. Mm-hmm. And in the first one, it's Rabbit. No, it's not Rabbit. In Rabbit the first one, up, it's. Yes. Yeah, but in the first one, it's mainly Winnie the Pooh. Piglet and Tigger. Rabbit shows up a little later. Christopher Robin. And then in the second one, we get to see in the two storylines, we get to see Gopher. We get to see more of Rabbit. And then we get to see Owl and Rue and Eeyore. Gopher, a character I kind of forgot, wasn't in 2011's Winnie the Pooh. No, he was not. And I feel like this is a continuation of the 1970s one. I think they did... A really good job this here. This definitely feels like just more things going on in the Hundred Acre Wood. But like you said, like the the, the each of them had like a little 
thing they were trying to teach or tell, which was a big thing in the 80s. Like, if you were like me and you loved He-Man, at the end of every He-Man episode, it was like, hello, kids. Like, yeah. here's what we learned today. Or at the end of, of uh, G.I. Joe, when it wouldn't even really... I, I didn't watch a lot of G.I. Joe, but, you know, they would do things where it's like, don't crawl into a abandoned refrigerator, and it'd be things like that. Yeah. That was really stuff that well, happened like- in the... This I feel like was a little bit more natural. It, mm-hmm. Like it leads you there, but I think there are lessons that everyone can learn and be reminded of. Right. I think no matter how old you are. Absolutely. And that's the thing we talked about with 2011 is I would never put that movie in front of a kid. It would only be for a poo completist or a Disney completist like us. Yeah. And this one would, we talked about, you know, we've got some friends out there with young children. And if they like Winnie the Pooh, these are wonderful little adventures or to if put in front of them. they've not heard of Winnie the Pooh, I might start with this. I mean, I would start with the movie. Well, yeah, but either one, you know, if you just wanted yeah. to put it on to see if they like enjoyed it yeah doing either one i think would be would be good and not you know not to jump ahead but i think for adults it'd be it's 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 enjoyable it's not and it's loud a nostalgia. it's not it brought it's the good. nostalgia back for mm-hmm. those of you who maybe watched it as a kid which i know i did well we were you remember the song like yeah i remembered I, the intro the 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 theme song yes and i couldn't remember it till it got to the the chorus the first time i was because i before i will say earlier today i was like what because i read a note that they originally were thinking about using the the winnie the poo mm-hmm. and they went with their their new one which is poo bear winnie one. the Pooh bear <laughs> i swear to god i wasn't trying to set you up to sing <laughs> but um and I, I i was like couldn't remember it and it came on it's like morning has come it's time to eat honey or something like that. That's not the words. No, but like they're but, saying like that. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? I don't remember this all. And the second they hit the chorus, Pooh Bear Winnie uh-huh. the Pooh, I'm like, oh, now I remember this. Yeah. Uh, so we'll go into it. You know, I don't think, uh, you know, we'll talk about the plot a little bit and what we like. I've got a couple facts. Uh, but the first one is called Pooh Ought to Be in Pictures. And what I will say about this one, I thought this one was a little unusual to be the first one to start with because they start in the real world. We meet Christopher Robin's mom. Uh, We should mention that Christopher Robin is American. He does not have a British accent. Mm. And uh, they're playing make-believe. As it should be. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) They're playing make-believe, we find out, in the kitchen, but it has this very... Frankenstein and his monster, right? They're being chased by a mummy, though. Yes, but it feels like the Mm -hmm. basement where the monster is designed in Frankenstein uh, because he's under the tablecloth under the table and then he goes oh no a a mommy's here and it's it's a mommy but it's yeah yeah. yeah, but it's his mom and he needs to eat his vegetables before he goes to the movie theater his carrots his carrots because that comes back later now we don't establish like do adults see Winnie the Pooh and his friends running around I'm assuming they don't and then, like, but then he goes to a movie, he goes to theater. movie theater. He buys them. Well, I mean, assuming he could, that theater was empty except for him. Theater was empty, but mom isn't there, so mom drops him off. He <laughs> buys all these snacks, and then our question, my question, I think Ryan's too, was in the live action. You know, they appear like stuffed animals to mm-hmm. adults, and so we were wondering, was that the same here? where either the adults don't see them like is he carrying around three stuffed animals and all these movie snacks and like going into the theater but in the live action anyone could see them moving around they just didn't when they held them remember because they start talking at one point everyone's like what'd you say yes so this one was even more confusing because they were moving around and dancing and and being very stretchy and 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 what, what are the boy carly's screaming at her thing right now it's 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 push and pull no it's stretch and and squish 
I don't know. The thing, I don't know the, what you're the, talking the, about. It's, it's the the tenets of animation, oh, like the okay. stretch and squish mm. and all the things they do. But they're doing that. They're they're dancing around. They're watching a scary like Godzilla like movie. It was Birdzilla. Th- was yes. the name of it. And they sing a song to Piglet about "Don't be afraid." And that's when I'm like, can the usher see them? Because that's when the uh, they seem to be dancing in front of the usher. I don't know. Maybe as they go on, they explain those rules a little better. We Maybe were pretty we're just caught up in it, and to, I yes. think we were just not supposed to like read too much into <laughs> right. it. But it. Because Winnie the Pooh takes place most storylines in the Hundred Acre Wood, it was an interesting choice mm-hmm. to start this one not in the Hundred Acre Wood. Like we don't get to the Hundred Acre Woods till like halfway through the short when yes. they're out of the movie theater. Then they go back and they decide they want to do their own scary movie. And one thing you wanted me to mention was Honey Crunch Bars. Well, so because here's here's the the the, the sequence of events. Pooh sees the hot dogs at the counter and starts going to him. And I go, oh, this one, he must just be hungry all the time. It's not just honey. But then he comes over, he has honey crunch bars. And I was trying to think of what candy they were trying to emulate. And this is me, you know, a little shout out to my dear departed grandmother. Uh, do you ever have Bitto honey? You've talked about it. As, I've never as, had it. You've never had it. As someone who worked <laughs> works with the elderly a lot, I feel like it's none of them have ever had Bitto honey. No. Bitto honey is like honey and something else but it's like hard candy that tastes like honey oh okay but it is just sticky and chewy and it's like mm, like one of those like ones takes where you, your fillings out yes one of those yeah. takes your filling that noise i was making was like when you open your mouth with some in between your teeth and it's mm-hmm. like it like snaps up Pooh is eating honey crunch bars and i was wondering if they were like that i love bit of honey um but i'm I like I, there. It's definitely a Cracker Barrel candy. Like I think Got that's like the only place you could find it. Yeah. Um. Can we talk real quick about them going under the the? Yes, the, the gum. <laughs> yeah. So they go under. Piglet is scared, and he goes under the movie theater seats, and he gets stuck in gum, and he thought it was like a spider web because that happens in the movie, and then Pooh sits on the gum and gets stuck in it, and it it is not like visually a gross scene, but thinking about being yes. stuck in gum, it's more the thought of like ever if you've since- ever had gum on you or if you ever get it on your shoe and then you try to get it off and you just make it worse. Ever since Christopher Robin gave a more tactile feel to those characters. The live action, yeah. Anytime I see them in sticky situations, literally... I you get think of it be the, the texture go, oh, of what the I, animal actually yes, the stuffed animal is. I think before I just thought they had like colored like skin. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what I thought of. It's like, oh, that's their skin or whatever. And then it's like, not only is it their fur, it's this old, really like it's it's the old uh, stuffed animal, not even like plush stuffed animal like the ones you have. Yeah, the ones they have are like the super hard. Oh, I, like even thinking about it now, but then thinking of like peeling gum off of that that kind Ugh. of cotton well have you like, ever had gum in your well maybe not for you i haven't have you had ever gum had gum gu- i've had gum in my hair when my hair used to be long when mm-hmm. i was a kid and it is not fun no, i can't imagine i would just cut it off uh, wherever it i was. think i was it ice or peanut butter there's something you put in your hair that like helps with it i can't peanut remember butter, what it was peanut butter is the one they use when michael scott gets peanut gets gum in his hair and they're like Maybe that's why, and then. it's because he thought he saw a, a dime under a seat, and they're like, "You didn't just want to leave the dime," and he's like, "No." Yeah, and then they completely cover his hair in peanut butter, and Dwight's like putting it on there. He's like, "Oh, there's so much fat in this." And he goes, "Well, don't use so much then." Yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, but they go back to make their own scary movie, and uh, Tigger is in charge of the monster because Tigger's the least scared of the monsters. Yes, and so he decides that a carrot would be the best type of monster. So he dresses up in this carrot costume and then he goes through Rabbit's garden and Rabbit goes to eat a carrot and then sees this giant carrot and then <laughs> thinks the giant carrot is like telling him like, don't eat me. The way they framed that it's bit was so really good. good. And it was Tigger running towards Rabbit because he's stuck in the costume, the zipper stuck. Yeah. So he's trying to get Rabbit to help him out and Rabbit doesn't realize that he's in the Rabbit costume. Rabbit hears Tigger's voice and goes, oh my God, he's eaten He's eating Tigger. Tigger. Yeah. Have we talked on the podcast about the time I was the Easter Bunny? I think so. I don't know. I've I've heard I've heard the story so many times. You can go ahead and tell it. <laughs> well, so I went to do a uh, honor like like to get points for honor society in uh, high school, and we were help. We were doing like a kids uh, Easter thing, and I got wrangled into being the Easter Bunny. And had that like big outfit and these kids, it was fine. Most of the kids were fine. It was hot in there or whatever. Um, I had a guy with me who if I needed to take a bathroom break or do anything, I could raise my hand and be like, break. And he was like your escort. Yeah. And he was just a friend of mine, a guy yeah. I knew. I uh, was in, the, there's this one kid who kept like, as other kids were sitting on my lap, he would like sneak up and look into the mouth hole and be like, I can see you in there. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I'm not supposed to talk. I'm supposed to just like nod mm-hmm. my head and take pictures with the kids or whatever the kid kept doing it and they had to like come and get him and move him to get out of the pictures and stuff. And he was like, we're in another kid's good times. We'll say that. So once he came up at one point, it was just him. And he's like, I could see you in there. And I said, how do you know? That's just not the last naughty kid I ate. (laughs) And the kid was like, mom. And I went, stuck my hand up. There's like break. And we like went to the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of hung out there for a little bit. But yeah, so it's kind of this whole bit of Tigger running around, everyone thinking he's Mm -hmm. the monster, then realizing he's not. And Piglet um, realizing he's not brave. And, you know, how could Winnie the Pooh and the rest of them want to be friends with somebody who's not brave and who's scared of everything? It was Piglet kind of realizing a a virtue in himself that he didn't like. Or not a virtue, a thing in, you know, a characteristic of his and no one like. else had put him down about it it was well, very much you on look at him that scene and everybody was running from the monster yeah. and, and piglet was just taking it the hardest yeah and so winnie the pooh goes over later uh, uh the, the the costume finally comes off tigger so they fall into a hole which we've discussed yes. like there's a whole fall in every episode every, there's a hole in the fir- original movie there's a hole they fall in in the 2011 movie like they are fill in this hole that is my campaign as mayor of hundred acre wood i will fill in the hole <laughs> so no one else falls but that's essentially what this happens hole has been a menace to the hundred acre woods for too long yeah. too long this hole <laughs> essentially they trap tigger in there and then rabbit goes to bury it thinking it's the monster and then they realize it's the costume down there so Piglet goes back to his house and Pooh comes, it's raining, it's like at night, and he wants to give him this scarf that Christopher Robin said, this is a hero scarf. Well, he said heroes always wear white scarves. Yeah. Which is like the white hat, black hat thing. Yeah. So he gives it to Winnie the Pooh because he's the hero when they're filming Mm -hmm. earlier. And Piglet doesn't feel like he deserves it or he wants it. And so Pooh leaves and the costume was caught up in a tree from the storm and then it blows down and Pooh Bear gets wrapped in it and then he's shouting for help from Piglet and so Piglet comes out and does kind of save the day yes. and it's really cute because he comes out in the scarf with like a, a plunger symbol. and like a 
Oh, I thought it was a honeypot lid. Oh, maybe. I thought it was symbols from earlier. I think there were oh, symbols and something with it's, the movie. That's the thing about the Hundred Acre Wood, because I, I'm like, why do they they have always have very particular items? There's in this thing we see multiple football helmets, uh, a carrot costume. Why do they have a carrot costume? Because Christopher Robin was probably a carrot in a play. Like I feel like it's <laughs> is probably it all, is it his like belongings. What's under his bed? Okay, yeah, that's funny. That's how I look at it. Uh, but yeah, and then that's kind of that's kind of how that one ends with like Piglet realizing like he can be brave, and it's just a really like sweet ending. We did a play or something when I was in like fifth grade, and the whole thing was it was I think it was Odyssey of the Mind, the thing I told you about, mm-hmm. and the whole play was um, this girl shrunk down and went under her bed, and it was like the things under her bed were there, and like there was I can't remember there was like t- mismatched socks. There was, I was like her science fair project she'd forgotten of. So I was like mm. a, a plant and I had these suspenders and uh, like a big thing that looked like a pot. And we went to perform it in front of the whole class or something. And I, I would come onto stage and then bend down and then I would grow out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I went and I bent down and I fell over and I kept rolling and the whole entire school was just laughing at me yeah and it was so funny because my mom was terrified that i was going to be like stop laughing at me Mm -hmm. and i was just so like i can't i was like in there laughing too like this is ridiculous Mm -hmm. and i got up and i just remember that but that was what i feel like it's 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 a hundred acre wood situation where it's like all the stuff under his bed and all this that and the Mm -hmm. other okay that makes it now i see that i mean that's my thought anyway oh it's a good point uh i would like to see christopher robin i would like that carrot outfit yeah. It was a very cool carrot uh-huh. costume. Do you have anything else about the first one? No, I just really like I I, I like I I like the second half of the sh- of the episode better when they started getting into like what's the like that's what I like about these Winnie the Pooh things is it's like it's it's something that a little kid could understand and maybe there's a little kid who's afraid of stuff. Yeah, and also I lo- I like them being in the 100 Acre Wood better yes. than I like them being in real life. I don't know or in I don't mind real, them. I, am I, I guess I'm describing that, world. right? In the, yeah, real, in the real world. world. No, yeah. I understand. I, I think I could see them in his house, in his room. Yeah. But yeah, going to the movies. It and, just confuses and things. And it wasn't, again, if like he, you know, if it was like Calvin and Hobbes, because you look at Calvin and Hobbes and whenever he's like an adult's there, Hobbes turns into the, the stuffed animal. Yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. I would see that happening more. Mm-hmm. This was like. They and that's what existed. the live action does for the most part. We've talked about doing this, but we definitely need to do this after we've done these. But I've told you about cartoon all-stars to the rescue, right? Where it was like this kid. It's like this kid who's like considering doing drugs and like all the cartoons that were on at that time show up and tell him not to. And like one of them's Winnie the Pooh from this show. Oh. And it's it's so funny because it's this, that's what it felt like. It felt like they're all walking around just doing this there. Yeah. But that was also a weird like meta thing it's like uh the muppet babies the mute the ninja turtles mm. alf oh okay. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. we yeah. should we should watch cartoon our cartoon all stars to the rescue as a childhood drama <laughs> theater um uh but yeah that's what it felt like when they were walking around the lobby if he had just like had them and carried them in and then when like the adults gone they become the like moving versions yeah i don't know it was weird apparently in this show they don't do the 
there in a book thing as much like they yeah don't there do was it. no it yeah. storybook kind of which opening was the opposite of 2011 yeah which i was fine with that mm-hmm. uh so in the second episode it's two stories it's friend indeed and then donkey for a day and friend indeed follows the story that's in the movie from the 1970s well it starts off one with of those the same shorts gag, that same yeah, yeah of the, Pooh always going to Rabbit to borrow honey, and he's mm-hmm. really not borrowing it. He's just eating Rabbit's honey, and he just wants a small smackerel. Uh, and so this kind of goes on, and Rabbit- It's like the eighth day in a row he's done this, which puts me on Rabbit's side, and Tara I know, and I had a little bit of an argument We had a little bit of an argument. Not an argument, not an argument but, but we had a heated discussion about it where I was like, I well, Rabbit should just- I didn't call it a just, heated discussion. Yeah. sounds a little more than it was. We just clearly, it was, you know- You we, were on Rabbit's side, and I was like- I think Rabbit just needs to explain to Pooh what's going on or show him where he gets the honey so Pooh can also get the honey. And your opinion was, would Pooh understand that? Well, well, can I say my opinion? Can I speak for myself here? I guess. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. I was going to say, me and my wife, uh, uh, listeners, are always very, very close and step on so many things that when we we found out we were on <laughs> opposite sides of the Rabbit-Pooh-Honey issue, it we did kind of like, I was like, man i just agree with rabbit and she's like really i agree with Pooh." and there was like a pause and we looked at yeah. each other well because <laughs> it was really like this is how i have i don't even know you anymore well i understand <laughs> what you were saying but when you then said well would Pooh understand i feel like that was our argument from the 2011 movie he's not He's naive. Yeah. He's not like he would understand it. It's just he's not picking up on the cues. He's he just thinks he's he's being friendly. He's going yeah. over to rabbits. Like I don't think he's taking advantage of rabbit in it's, any way. And I think this episode shows this. It's like when they have the characters it goes through it. Yeah, it's like when they have the characters in Sesame Street and when they bring in a new character, they tend to say this is a character we're we're bringing in to focus on children who are this age. Yeah. And I feel like Pooh and Rabbit, when you look at them, are the same age. But like, really, Pooh is like, like, I imagine that like, Christopher Robin looks at Pooh as a friend and like Rabbit is kind of like an adult. Like Rabbit's an adult in that world. Yeah. Pooh's not a kid, but Pooh is also like, I don't want to say he's got the mentality of a younger kid like he's, you know, not like like it's it's a disability or something what i mean is it's like sesame street where it is these characters are meant to appeal to younger kids so mm-hmm. like i do think you're right i think in sesame street it would be you know mr hooper explaining like, yeah Pooh, you can't always yeah do this. and so and rabbit's i think whole thing is he's frustrated rabbit's just frustrated yeah and rabbit doesn't know what to do so right. he puts up all these signs that shows he's going to move. His house is for sale. And then he like shares with Eeyore he's not really moving. He just needs a break from Winnie the Pooh. And, he, you know, Rabbit mm-hmm. also learns through this story as well because then Pooh sees the signs and is like, well, my dear friend Rabbit, I, I don't want him to move, so I have to go get him honey because yes. Eeyore says he's out of honey. That's why he's moving. Which is, I think, what makes Winnie the Pooh endearing and not just this like troublesome character that like walks through. But I think that's woods. how it also shows like yeah. he had no idea that that was an issue what yeah, he yeah, was yeah. doing. That, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like if if he had just been like, oh, do I want honey team this whole Pooh time? Bear. Yeah. So when I see 
see that, I immediately go over to Team Pooper. At the time, I think I had a good <laughs> point. But um, what's important is those are not the issues we're dealing with here. The issues we're dealing with today are that hole in the 100-acre wood needs to be filled. And as mayor of yeah, the 100-acre wood. Yeah, because it comes back here. Shovels for all to fill in the hole. Uh, fill I have that in hole. my notes, fell in the hole, hole again. They, they do. They fall in the hole. Yeah. Everything. But. Pooh goes to get the honey up the tree and there's like this thing back and forth with the bees and Tigger dresses like a bee and Piglet is a giant flower. So to distract the bees. And then this is when Gopher shows up. And so they try to go through the tunnels with Gopher to get away from the bees. Wait, wait, wait. So so first they try to get him out with with the, the flower gig and that doesn't work. And let's talk for a second about the way the bees look in the Hundred Acre Wood. They look like little... They have human faces. Yeah, with little metal hats on. <laughs> it's very odd. I was not a fan of that. Yeah. But we were also talking about how when we went to go Round Rock Honey... When in Round Rock, Texas, check out Round Rock, honey, do a little tour there. Mm-hmm. Like that's how bees work is they go up and they have like a thing where they're attracted to the the big colors and stuff like that. And that's why they go down. Yeah. So it was and Piglet wasn't a field of, of flowers and he yes. was the biggest of the flowers. So that doesn't work. Then they get Gopher, who then does a tunnel under the tree, cuts a hole so they can go up from the bottom of the tree to go up and get the mm-hmm. honey. And then the bees see that that doesn't work. Then they go through the tunnels. Gopher tries to find a way out and he digs up into a lake. And so then all this water goes rushing through the tunnels. But Pooh is able to get honey because it goes rushing up through the tree and that's how they get out yes and then coming up is the part i think really made me feel good about rabbit and Pooh. so we cut back to rabbit's house and and you liked rabbit has, is, he has taking a robe it i think he has a robe in the original thing i think that he canon, might yeah but, but he has a robe and his cotton tail is poking out of the robe so i love that there's a <laughs> hole for his tail so he comes in and, and Pooh's got a thing of honey and he's he's talking over Pooh and you know, I can't believe you're back for more honey. But then the thing breaks and Rabbit realizes, oh, my gosh, he was bringing honey. But Pooh freaks out because the honey broke. And he's like, I have to go get honey so you won't move. So that night while Pooh's asleep, Rabbit comes in with a wrapped, like a, a, a honey pot with a bow with a on bow. it and puts it under Pooh's arm. And I thought that was the end of the episode. But no, they cut to the next day and Pooh arrives with it and he goes, Rabbit, I've brought you this honey. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I thought that was very sweet, the idea that like, Pooh's determined to make sure Rabbit gets honey so he doesn't leave. And then Rabbit goes, oh, thank you. I was out of honey. And I was like, that's even sweeter because Rabbit's like, going back to what he said. He didn't want Pooh to be upset that he couldn't get him honey. Yeah, they understand each other. And then they sit down and they have honey together. Well, Pooh eats it. I don't know that Rabbit sits down because the story ends. But I don't know if we ever see Rabbit eating honey. And I... I like that we don't say he just, I mean, Rabbit catches me as the type of guy who like he gardens and he's like kind of a homesteader. And that, so maybe he has honey. And he's just worried about, I need not having honey. I need honey to have it. it. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. Uh, but then the other story in this uh, episode is Donkey for a Day. Mm-hmm. And this is where we see Owl and Rue show up and we've got Eeyore in this one. We've got all of them, but Gopher and Christopher Robin isn't in. King either. is not in any of them because. Yeah. There's no heaven forbid we get some w- women representation. Well, we had Christopher Robin's the, mom in the very beginning, but again, that's yeah, the, it's girlfriend or mom. Those yeah. are your choices. Uh, so in this one, the whole idea is they think Eeyore is sad because he always sits kind of on this hilltop and just stares at the clouds and just stares at the clouds, even when it's raining, like all you know. And so Piglet 
observes this, says we should make him happy. And I think it's Rue who says he'll be donkey for the day. And so like, here are all the things we can do to make him happy. And it's really just all the things they like to do. So mm-hmm. the whole idea is Pooh's like, well, you know, I, I'm going to feed him honey and try to get him apples and try to get him to eat. And Eeyore's miserable. Doesn't like honey. He eats so much. And eats Pooh's too like, many apples. He, Pooh's like, look, I can't wait for lunch and dinner. And Eeyore like runs away. Yeah. F- Owl tries to get him to fly with balloons. But then I don't like that. Owl's like, now you have to go solo and pops all the balloons. I think Owl's the worst. He after is. These last yeah. Two things, Owl kinda, really is the worst. I don't like Owl. Uh, but he's very briefly in it. And then Rabbit tries to get him to garden, but his tail falls off when he hooks the. He doesn't try to get him a garden. Tries, he tries to use him as as, as, his as free labor. Yeah, <laughs> and so that doesn't work because when he puts pins the tail back on him, mm. oh my gosh, I just put together it's yeah, pin I the tail too, on I didn't the donkey. Want to say anything? I never. I, and then I, you said it, and it made me feel okay about saying I it. Never. So you're in a safe place. Ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad we could be here for each other, <laughs> listeners. Has anyone else just come to this revelation or Ryan and I a little slow on the uptake with this one? But I just three Winnie the Pooh episodes (laughs) and watching it all my life Uh, that it's pinned the tail on the. (laughs) My goodness. I'm glad we're here for each other. Okay. I'm glad we're not alone in that. Okay. So he pins the tail back. on. Do we have someone on for the Winnie the Pooh episode? Was Amanda on for that one? I don't think so. I think it was just just us. us. Uh, wow, I'm I'm actually shocked by that revelation. Oh boy, okay, we, we're gonna uh, need a minute. <laughs> so, gardening fails, mm. and so then Tigger and Rue try to get him to bounce with springs, and I feel like that's in one of the other ones, too, where they give Eeyore a spring, and he bounces. Well, it apparently... It felt vaguely familiar. Well, it might have, you might have remembered it from the intro, like, apparently, like, 50% of the clips in the... Are uh, the first couple episodes. Are, are, are specifically the These second two, episode. And, and the, the first one with the, the movie reels few, and stuff yeah, with yeah, Tigger, yeah. yeah. So, that doesn't work. He's not super pumped about that. And so now he's sitting up on the top of the hill, and the whole time, Piglet has been fretting about oh my gosh, I don't have anything to make Eeyore happy. You know, everybody's... He, at one point he comes up with, oh, I'll teach him to run. And then that's when Rabbit and him are running past Piglet because he pins the tail mm-hmm. on Eeyore and it hurts Eeyore and then he starts running with the plow. So Piglet is trying to figure out what to do and he's very upset and he's fretting and so he basically goes up to Eeyore and apologizes and is like, I'm really sorry, I don't have anything to make you happy. And Ear goes, oh, I am happy. I- I'm not sad up here. This is my favorite thing to do. And because you're a good friend, come with me. Let me show you what I do when I'm up here. And he uses his imagination when he looks at the clouds and he calls it cloud painting, I think is what yeah, they it's, call it's, it. It's, it's kind of like these sparkles or... You know, it's it's, it's kind of like rain, but like sparkly stardust and glitter. And, yeah, stardust. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. And everyone else comes up and they're all like, "This is wonderful, you or thank you for sharing it with us." And that's and Tara's yeah, that's doing the her end eyebrows. Of the episode. Now. Yeah. It was so sweet. They're all up there together, enjoying what Eeyore likes, and I think that's a bigger lesson of I of again, you know, you trying. Well, I like this, so they must like this, and then right. you realize, oh, we don't all have to like the same things, and we can learn from each other and what we like and don't like. It's I really also sweet. Love Eeyore as like the 
I seem depressed, but this is how I'm happy, and this is how I show happiness. And I think there's and he wasn't mean. He he yeah. clearly doesn't like honey. He clearly self deprecating does... a bit, but yeah, yeah, and that's Eeyore's character. Mm-hmm. I feel like throughout, but he still like gives all the activities a go, even though he's not super pumped to do any of them. So. Paul Winchell in this is the voice of Tigger, the original voice of Tigger. We've got the original voice of Tigger, of Piglet, John Fiedler, and I believe Owl. Okay. I can't find Owls on this list, so I don't think he's in every episode. But apparently one of the things that was interesting to me was Paul Winchell, apparently, so they they did a lot of recording with everybody like in the room together, and Paul Winchell like had a bunch of stuff where he was going to Africa and doing a bunch of like not mission work, but like humanitarian work. That's the word I'm looking for. Humanitarian work there. But he was also had like a lot of anxiety about recording with the group. So he was, he recorded a lot of his stuff on his own. Um, and when he was off in Africa, that's when Jim Cummings stepped up, who does the voice of Pooh in this and said, well, I think I can do Tigger too. Yeah. And learn Tigger, started doing Tigger. And then about third season, they flipped. So oh, this is where Jim Cummings starts becoming Tigger. Okay. Where he starts off his food, but I just thought that was interesting. Uh, John Fiedler, I believe is how you say his name, who did Piglet. Have you ever seen, do you know the the movie 12 Angry Men? Yeah, it's also a play, isn't it? It's also a play, yes. Yeah, I've not seen it. Well, the movie version specifically, which I think would be fun to see, not fun, but because it's a very, it's a serious I've always wanted to watch it, but I've never seen it. And I've not seen the, the play either. So it's essentially, they think. They come in. It's about a jury, right? It's a jury. Yeah. Eleven of them are like the this kid did it, and then Henry Fonda, I think that's the Fonda, is like, no, I don't think he did. And eventually, it's him, like them all turning against flipping, stuff. and but, yeah. But one of the jurors is John Fiedler, and that's how he talks. He's not putting on a voice for Piglet. Yeah. So when you he, hear he him, he doesn't do as much like well, like he doesn't do like the stutter the and, nervous, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But he is like. Well, I just don't know what I think, you know, and it's like, you know, I, I remember seeing it because my, it's one of those ones where my mom's like, you should watch this and it's kind of mm-hmm. a serious one, but it's also like, you know, kid friendly for the most part or, you know, not inappropriate. And I was like, is that Piglet? And then you can't get that out of your head. I feel like when you hear that voice. Well, and there's, I'm waving IMDb at my wife right now. There's no IMDb, Tara. <laughs> so yeah. I can't look up to be like, is that Piglet? I have to like go find a, a, a Winnie the Pooh thing and look up the voices on that and then look up, you know, I had to oh, like... Oh, interesting. <laughs> there's no internet when I watched it. But yeah, anyway, I just always thought that was interesting. But that's oh, our... I thought you meant now there was no... I was so no, no, confused. No, no, when I was a kid. Yes, I got it, I, I got it, I got it. I look it up and I just had to live with, I'm I pretty it. sure that's Piglet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got um, it. But yeah, uh, so check out our 12 Angry Men episode coming soon. <laughs> uh, it's a good movie to check it out. Um, but... Um, do we have anything else to say about this one? This might be. I think I think we're going to kind of wrap it up. But what I would say is, is if you're wanting that nostalgia, which we really want it from the 2011, and I don't think we were fulfilled, we didn't get it. Mm-hmm. We did get it from this. Absolutely. And we got it from the original. So I would say if you want to revisit it, I think it would be fun to watch the different episodes uh, of the cartoon show that's the... Disney Afternoon, right? Yes, it's That's the, how we're, new adventures, the new of adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I mean, Pooh. put in just Winnie in... Oh, there's a, in, so in many the different things on Disney+. Plus. But I, I will say, if you're looking to connect with that nostalgia, I think this hits on, on all levels. Yes, I, I, I totally agree. It's one that, like, I don't know that I'd watch much more of this. But, like, again, if, like, I was babysitting a kid or if we had kids... 
I would throw it on and just be like, I, I would be cool with it. And it would be one of the ones that you're not like, please, God, don't ask for Winnie the Pooh. You know, there's, there's You'd be excited to sit down and watch it. Yeah. Not necessarily watch it, but like definitely be cool with it on in the background mm-hmm. and not really mind. Other than I think the song would get stuck in my head. Um, yeah, so so uh, gang, let us know what you think. If you, if, you know, if you've got some kids and they like Winnie the Pooh, play this for them. Tell us what you think. And, uh, you know, until next time, fill that hole. Fill that hole. <laughs> fill that hole. I mean, sometimes the hole's there for a good reason. What is the reason for that hole? Build a bridge. Build a bridge. Okay. Well, I guess this is the, we're now. Come, let us know. Team bridge. Hashtag team bridge. Hashtag team dirt. <laughs> team fill a hole. All right. This has been a, the, the weirdest into an episode ever. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next time. Take care, listeners. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you've got a Disney story to share, a bone to pick with us, or just want to say hello, call the Princess Diaries hotline at 707-YO-TRPD1. That's 707-968-7731. You can send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com, tweet at us at trpdiaries on Twitter, or check out our Instagram at trprincessdiaries. Join the Facebook group to post Disney memes, Vote in our Disney theme brackets and meet other fairy tale friends. Facebook.com slash groups slash TR Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five star review. Check out pods.link slash TR Princess Diaries for all the places you can find us on the web including how you can support us through our coffee account or our Redbubble merchandise store. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Uh